Hey everyone, welcome to the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. My sweet lovelies, I am so glad you could join me today. I know so many of us are dealing with cabin fever. It's the middle of February and the weather is just cold and rainy or snowy and cloudy. So I'm hoping that today's episode will put a little pep in your step because I have a fun-filled podcast. We're going to take a deep dive into how all us gals can have lovely, vibrant, glowing skin and slow down the hands of time. Doesn't that sound great? Because it is. It's going to be such a good episode. So today we're going to explore the world of skincare. One of my favorite topics, something I've never done on the show, but I talk about it a lot with girlfriends and my sisters and my clients. And we talk about skin concoctions that include yogurt and avocado and rosehip oil and a bunch of other things. And I have experimented with skincare products that have given me rashes and hives and other products that have been absolutely fabulous. And for whatever strange reason, the company decided to change the formulation and it was never the same. So I am sure many of you have had similar experiences. And I guess the question today is, how do you find the right daily skincare regimen? Because it's not a cookie cutter recipe. Well, what works for your skin may not work for someone else's skin. So do you ever feel like no matter how much moisturizer you put on your face, your skin is still dry. And I think all of us experience that more in the winter months. And with my guest, we're going to explore what we can do for our skin. Maybe you're struggling with breakouts of acne and rosacea and eczema and wrinkly dry patches. And again, dealing with hydration, I think is one of the biggest issues for women in their skin. I'm your host, Meg Ricci, and my intention is to help you demystify hormonal issues and struggles and everything that dances in between. And a big challenge that many of us women dance with is how to best care for our skin in ways that are not complicated and really, really do work and live up to all the hype that we pay for Every time we buy a product, I have spent way too much money on skincare products over the years. And also, I have to say this, it's not just about Botox and fillers that make us look youthful. There's so much more to it. How we care for the skin from the inside out and from the outside in. And I will be sharing with you more of what I see contributing to skincare issues. And my next guest, Kendra Butler, will be sharing her 20 years of expertise in the beauty industry. I know Kendra from about 11 years ago. She was a client of mine when I practiced in New York City and super immersed in the beauty industry and had a super, super fast-paced burnout job. So back in 2015, 2015, that was a year after I left New York, she and her husband were like, we're done with New York City. And they took their newborn son, their dog in tow, to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And as Kendra put it, I swapped out my high heels for hiking shoes and moved west. And she did this so she and her family could be in open space and fresh air and make a full 180 reset. So what came out of this new adventure were a few new ventures for her. She opened an apothecary, the Alpen Beauty Bar in Jackson Hole, and Kendra started wildcrafting. That's the practice of harvesting plants from their natural or wild habitat. And from these plants, almost literally in her backyard, she created a stupendous skincare line called Alpen Beauty. Kendra has been interviewed by Goop, and just a few weeks ago, was written up in Forbes. I love Kendra because she is real. She is down to earth. She cares deeply about women. And she is a plethora of information, a true, true skincare goddess geek, my kind of peep. And without further ado, 
Kendra, I want to welcome you onto the Hormone Lifestyle Zone. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to see you and hear your voice right now. <laughs> me too, me too. So you left for Wyoming, Jackson Hole in 2015, and uh, you opened up an incredible store and you have this great skin care line. So can you kind of give us a backstory on all of this and where you are right now? Yes. So I think we first met each other when I was living in Manhattan and I was working in the beauty industry. I had been at it for about 15 years, a little bit over, and I just felt full of anxiety. I felt stress. I felt, you know, the toxins. Like I just, the whole lifestyle of living in a big city was just starting to get to me. And I think that's how we first met because I came yeah. to you for acupuncture and treatment and just trying to chill out. And ultimately, I decided to leave New York. And just like you said, mm -hmm. I was kind of on a whim. My husband and I, we packed up everything that we owned. We left our corporate jobs and we started driving west, seeking nature and fresh air and just a change of pace and lifestyle. And we landed in a place called Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Did you know that was going to be your destination? We had visited Jackson Hole once before for like a weekend ski trip. And we <laughs> thought it was a pretty like it's a cool cowboy like Western town. And we had a lot of fun. And we didn't know necessarily that we were going to end up staying. When we moved, we thought, let's go somewhere for a month. And then we'll go back to New York City. And here I am five and a half years later, right. still sitting in Jackson Hole talking to you. <laughs> so we never left. So what made you decide to open the Alpen, well, the beauty bars? The beauty bars. Yeah, they're, they're beauty bars. They, people just call them the beauty stores. I mean, anything mm -hmm. goes. Everybody was welcome. I decided to open them. When I got to Jackson Hole, I had a four-month-old child. And I don't know if it was a combination of me missing the beauty industry and mm -hmm. products or just really needed to get out of the house every now and then. <laughs> I think it was both. And I opened the stores to give the local community and the women in this town a place to have an experiential beauty outlet. You know, I mean, beauty is about testing formulas and trying colors and it's about like discovery and there was nothing in the town. So I opened the two beauty bars just to kind of keep my foot in the door and, you know, follow the trends and maybe selfishly, to have products that I could just go in and shop from and just take home. Maybe it's just because I needed more stuff. But yeah, that's why I ended up opening the stores. So how did you develop your Alpine Beauty skincare line? So this is an interesting story. Um, I never had intended to have my own skincare line. It was the furthest thing from my mind. In fact, I was probably thinking I would never do something like that because I had worked in skincare and I know how hard it is to grow a company from scratch. And it was not something that I enjoyed <laughs> was that stress and hard work. So I, I didn't, I wasn't planning on doing this, but here I am. How it all came to be is I was working in the stores selling skincare products to women in my community, and I was getting a lot of complaints that their skin felt dry, and I was seeing age spots and hyperpigmentation. When you live in a mountain climate, there is little to no humidity. We are close to the sun. We're at 6,200 feet elevation. So yeah, everybody's skin was kind of a mess. And they were coming into my beauty stores looking for solutions. And it was my job to give those to them and make them feel better. I quickly noticed a trend that every skincare item I was selling was getting returned, you know, three to five days later. Oh my and gosh. my return rate was over 30% in skincare. And I was thinking, you know, I'm going to lose my hat on this business. And I was didn't know what to do because the women who were coming back in with their returns were just saying, I'm still dry. I still like this moisturizer didn't do it for me. And yeah, I would just take the return and say, okay, let me think on this. And I was sitting in my backyard a few weeks later, and I was looking at the wild land and the national park because we back up to this beautiful forest. And I was just looking at the plants and the plants were flourishing in this harsh climate. I mean, they had like these juicy, big leaves and gorgeous 
flowers and everything that was indigenous to the land growing in the wild was rocking, like really, really rocking. And I thought, how is this possible that nature's found a way to adapt and what's growing here? And how could I utilize this as a solution maybe for my client's skin? That's amazing because I know a lot of the skincare products you had in your store and for you to actually come up with that, I, th I think that's sometimes in life, and we, we talked about this before, we say we're never going to do something. And then we end up in a different part of the world or the country. And then something is presented to us. You found these incredible plants, indigenous plants in your backyard. And something clicked in your brain to go, oh, my God, mm -hmm. these plants are hydrating. They have nutrients and vitamins and antioxidants that can really make a difference. So how long did it take you to develop this skincare line? And was there a lot of experimenting in the kitchen? And how did you go about it? Well, I wasn't going to do it at first, but then it just like, I started to become obsessed with these plants and their benefits. And I quickly learned that everything growing wild around me was skincare ingredients, things like borage and sage and calendula. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get the thought out of my head. So my next step was first, I learned about wildcrafting because I wanted it to make sure that it was very sustainable. I wanted to make sure that the plants weren't harmed in the process. I wanted to, I didn't want to clear you know, forests yeah. of, it was my own property, but I didn't want to clear forests, you know, mm -hmm. like looking for ingredients or hurt nature, the ecosystem in any way. And if wild crafting's done properly, it's actually fine. The plants regenerate, they bounce right back, they continue to grow. So I became obsessed with that process. Next, I needed to know how do I put them into skincare formulas? Right. So I started to call a few product manufacturers and I was just to have, everybody was telling me no. Okay. Like hmm. that's not how we do it in the beauty industry. Like you, we source ingredients from our suppliers. We don't take them from, you wow. know, our customers. And I think it was my 20th call. The owner of one of these labs actually picked up the phone. He just happened to be, you know, answering the phone that day. Right. And he said, yeah, I'll try it. Like bring me these wild plants and, and let's see what we can do. So I wrote a formula just based on my knowledge of skincare ingredients. I wanted vitamin C and ceramides and I wanted things in the formula that I knew I didn't have in my backyard, mm -hmm. but our wild plants were kind of just like the icing on the cake. So brought them the plants. They gave me some little sample jars and I took them back to the stores and started giving them out to my clients. And what happened? That was when I knew that there was something going on with these plants and that I had an actual real proven concept because I could not walk through the grocery store. I couldn't finish a yoga class. You know, I would take my son to the local playground and women were just stopping me everywhere and saying, what was in that sample pot that you put in my shopping bag? Like for the first time, my skin feels relief. I feel hydrated. I feel nourished. And it was so ironic to me that it was really just the plants that everybody was stepping over, you know, That's every day. Every day. Yeah. taking their hikes and walking their dogs and nobody was really looking at them the way that I was looking at them. And that's how it all, you know, kind of started. So I know that many of my listeners are challenged with a lot of skin conditions. I think one of the, the biggest ones, as we see, is dry skin, but a lot with acne. And, mm -hmm. and we can talk about this acne and they've got eczema and, you know, dealing with rosacea. And in my world, when I look at this, I look at the gut. I feel that the skin is a reflection of the gut. And I feel that when we can also combine, when I look at someone's diet, I will look at whether or not they have food sensitivity issues. Maybe they've had some bacterial overgrowth and leaky gut. I have mm -hmm. women that have PCOS that have insulin resistance. So they get these elevated androgens and that contributes to acne. And mm -hmm. In your experience, and I'm dumping a lot, we can break it down. What do you see is probably, aside from, you know, dealing with dry skin, what are some big issues that women come into your store with or that have come to you with over, you know, the past few years needing to be addressed? Have you seen a lot of acne? I have not seen a ton of acne here wow, for some a reason. Lot in New York. 
a lot in New York. You know why? Stress. Why? Stress. I believe it. Elevated cortisol levels. Stress is amazing how it really impacts your skin because it also impacts and influences your blood sugar and insulin resistance. So maybe where you're living in the country, that stress factor is quite diminished. It's definitely diminished. I mean, people who live in this community are nature lovers, outdoor enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. Most of them value the quality of life and, and how they live it over the money that they make, you know, and that's kind of what drew me to this community is there's a, there's a very educated, sophisticated culture, but it doesn't have that fast pace of stress that, you know, I was feeling personally myself in New mm -hmm. York. Not that I love New York. I mean, if they're for yeah. the New Yorkers listening, that is my city. I was there yeah. for 20 years. I miss it dearly, but yeah, it's definitely a different pace of life here yeah. in living in Jackson Hole. So I mm -hmm. do think that that could be something for sure for with the acne. What I'm seeing a lot of is hyperpigmentation, dark spots and sun damage. Everybody's an outdoor enthusiast. You don't live in Jackson Hole to sit inside all day long. You know, in the summer, you're fishing or rafting or biking or hiking. And in the winter, you're skiing. So you're always, you know, outside doing something. And, you know, the sun is damaging to the skin. So I think that's what I was seeing the most is sun damage, hyperpigmentation, discoloration. Living in the South, I have a lot of sun here too. The weather is mm -hmm. different. It's the humidity is higher. It keeps my skin a bit dewy. <laughs> but sunscreen is really important, whether it's cloudy outside or it's a sunny, bright day. So what kind of recommendations can you make to women on a daily basis with sunscreen? Um, sunscreen is the number one way to prevent aging and to stay healthy, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have sunscreen in Alpen Beauty mm -hmm. Line. It's something that we're working on for the future, right. but I recommend sunscreen to everybody. Everyone should have it in their daily routine. For intermittent sun exposure, you know, you might be okay with something from a 30 to a 60. Mm -hmm. If you are going to go to the beach, if you're going to play tennis, if you were going to be in the sun for prolonged periods of time, my number one recommendation is to put the sunscreen directly on your skin. Mm -hmm. Don't layer a serum, a moisturizer, makeup, and then put your sunscreen on top of that because it's not going to be able to be as effective if you're just applying the sunscreen right mm. to the skin. And what kind of sunscreen? What should be oh, women looking I mean, for? This is important. I would say SPF 40 or higher for sure. What kind of, you know, there's zinc oxide. I mean, what kind of sunscreen do you recommend? I like a physical block. So I'm into zinc oxide or titanium dioxide for sure. I think zinc is the better of the two, but too. it's everybody. The most important thing is you have to love your sunscreen. You have to... When you put that on, you have to look forward to putting it on because if you like wearing something, you will wear it more. So that is the key that I found is, you know, just loving the formula. And there's tons of great brands out there, tons of options and go by trial and tribulation until you find something that sticks and works for you. And what I find is a really good site. Are you familiar with environmentalworkinggroup.org? Yes, of course. We yeah. Love them. So... Uh, Ladies, I would encourage you to go to ewg.org slash skin deep, and you can check out the ratings for various skincare products and from A to F. And I love going to that site. I think it takes the mystery out of a lot of skincare products. I'm sure your line will be a plus soon enough. <laughs> what do you recommend as some skincare regime for young women or women just dealing with acne? So acne, as I understand it, and I've, I've done a lot of studying mm -hmm. of this condition um, because I did deal with it myself in New York, and it is an oil quality issue, not a quantity. So sometimes people think, okay, I have acne because I have too much oil on my face. It's That's not it. It's the type of oil that you have may just be a little bit thicker. Mm -hmm. So instead of you know flowing through the pores, it's getting clogged. And that could be a result of diet, hormones. It just changes the consistency of that oil. We need that oil to be thin and to flow through freely so it doesn't build up. I think that people who have acne want to wash their face a lot. You know, yes. they want to get the oil out. They want to like, they want to clear it. And that's not really the way it works because what you could be doing in turn, is just drying out your skin, which is then causing dry skin on top of thick oil, and then you're going to exacerbate the condition. So I think 
finding a gentle and hydrating cleanser that you're using that's not stripping the skin of those essential oils, but just keeping your pores clean is something mm -hmm. to look for. I love fruit enzymes. Mm -hmm. We do papaya and pomegranate, you mm -hmm. know, fruit enzymatic exfoliation. And then I love a little AHA, BHA action, you know, AHAs, alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acids, things like salicylic acid, mm -hmm. lactic acid, glycolic acid, like all of these things can really help with blackheads, that clogging, kind of clearing the skin, but you just don't want to over dry it. You don't want to strip it. And what I can recommend to some people is that I had done an episode with a lovely client of mine, Jessica. It's actually episode three. It's take a deep dive into PCOS and stop the madness. And it's a good episode because I find a lot of times when women are dealing with hormonal imbalances, when polycystic ovarian syndrome, we see a lot of facial acne and a lot of acne on the back. I actually worked with a woman earlier today, did a, obviously a Zoom session, and she's 32 weeks pregnant and has had problems because she's had PCOS. Her acne is really acted up. So we made some dietary changes over the past few weeks and I actually added some myo-inositol into her routine Ooh. and her skin is calming down because it's, it's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Because what it does, it just, it just stabilizes your blood sugar and insulin. And oh, amazing. What a yeah. great idea. And I had a, another younger person today deal a lot with PCOS. And the reason I bring that up is because we see so much acne. So when I'm looking at acne, and again, check out episode three if anyone is listening with polycystic ovarian syndrome, it may give you some really good advice on how you can start honing in on taking care of your health, but also it'll address your skin. And as you said, you know, a lot of times people are doing all these heavy washes and basic things people can do that help skin also with acne is taking zinc. Mm -hmm. And zinc helps to lower testosterone levels. Fish oils are anti-inflammatory. Right. So fascinating. I love fish oils. I take fish oils. I take borage. I mean, you gave me a whole regimen when I yeah, was that's seeing right. you in New York City <laughs> all the time, and I still use it every single day. I'm I'm um, popping a lot of pills, but what people, like healthy ones, nutritional supplements, like that probably came out wrong. But what people don't realize is the skin is an organ. Sometimes yes. I think we forget that. You know, yeah. it's the body's largest organ and everything mm -hmm. kind of works, has to be in sync and harmony within right. with all the organs for the body to function properly. So that doesn't surprise me at all that you helped clear up her acne with that recommendation. And I think it's also interesting too, that as you say, you're using fruit enzymes in your products and a lot of skincare products that have fruit enzymes are really helpful. And antioxidants are so high in fruits and vegetables, and that makes a tremendous difference. I think sometimes what I see in my world, and I'm so glad to have this conversation with you today, is that women can do a tremendous amount through diet and lifestyle, making sure that they're getting enough fruits and vegetables. And I talk about this in different episodes and taking probiotics and you know, what I find are big culprits for acne, dairy, gluten, and eggs are the mm -hmm. biggest foods that people have sensitivity with. So sometimes doing sensitivities, testing, or elimination is really helpful. But to couple that, and I know what's important for me, is knowing what to put on your skin. And it makes such a difference. And that's why I, and I'm not just saying this, you, I've been using your skincare line, and I've noticed a vast difference in my skin. It feels incredibly hydrated. That makes me so happy. That is why I wake up every morning and that is the gratification. You know, running a company is a lot of hard work, but hearing people say that they do see improvements and they're happy is music to my ears. But I do agree with you. So going back to the whole supplements, vitamins. Mm -hmm. So when your body, your skin is an organ and, and we believe in, you know, putting vitamins directly on the skin. So it's good for us to take vitamin C. It's good for us. But if it's good for the body, the rule of thumb is it's generally good for the skin too. And mm -hmm. when you're able to apply vitamins directly to the skin, there's a much higher absorption rate right. than 
what the skin gets after the body processes mm -hmm. all of it. The skin gets very little, you know, because it has to go through your whole system, all the blood, all the right. organs. And the skin is a big organ and it doesn't get to feed, you know, on mm -hmm. those the oral supplements. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think that making sure you're putting antioxidants, vitamin C, all of these ceramides, squalane, everything that, you know, we, we know is good internally. Hyaluronic acid is a substance produced naturally in the body, like putting that on your skin is, you can really start to see the benefits when you start to pay attention. So to what, what kind you're of using. benefits would women see from hyaluronic acid? You know, hyaluronic acid, you know, holds 1000 times its weight in water. It's very, very moisturizing. I think that that's really just helps protect the moisture barrier of the mm -hmm. skin. And if you're very dry, finding a product with HA is a phenomenal solution for you. What drew you into the world of skincare? Oh man, maybe I just didn't know how to do anything else. I never really learned how to do. I'm a horrible cook. You know, I can't paint, I can't sing, but from a very young age, you know, my mother took me to the clinic counter. I think I was nine or 10 years old and I got my three-step regimen and I just like cherished those bottles and I use them every night. And then I, as I got older, I started studying the ingredients and the interactions that ingredients have with each other. And then the ing interactions, the ingredients have with their skin. And when I moved to New York city in the beauty industry, I was working closely with a dermatologist and mm -hmm. I just became fascinated about that whole mind, body, skin connection. And when I started seeing changes in the way that I looked based on the ingredients that I was selecting to put on my face, then I was a convert for life. And I, I will continue to be. When I was a kid, I would lock myself in the bathroom and I would take out mouthwash, shaving cream. I don't know where I got this stuff. Shot glasses. Nobody drank in my house. And I would make <laughs> these weird concoctions. Like I was making an herbal concoction for someone that was sick. And I would pretend <laughs> that I was helping people. I never gave it to anyone. And <laughs> God forbid, they'd probably like the words <laughs> dysentery. But it's kind of funny when you look back on your life and you start realizing, wow, there were just little seeds along the way and just little flickers of something that pushes us in a direction that allows us to be where we are. And I think what it really comes down to, you love helping women to look and feel good. I do. And so do I. And I think when we're passionate about that, we really can help women be committed to making changes in their lives. And I think for a lot of women, creating a skincare regimen, they get really confused and they're not sure where to start. So I thought maybe you could just give some simple guidelines to women in that area. It's so interesting that you bring this up because my mother, who I love dearly, you know, I'll send her products and she'll call me and she'll say, tell me the order to use them in. Right. And I'll tell her and then she'll say, can you write it down? Can you Sounds write like it on the box? Yeah. Like, do I use to. this in the morning or the night? Mm -hmm. Do I follow this with that? And I, sometimes I have to stop myself from getting frustrated because I'm like, isn't it obvious? But then I forget that no. I've been in this industry for 25 years. Right. It is not. It is confusing. And there are so many products out there and there are so many instructions and there are so many things that can make it even worse. So let me just break it down. Thank so you. So if you have you. <laughs> if you have a skincare regimen, you are always applying an order of thinnest to thickest. So if you have a serum that kind of pours, that's like a lotion and a moisturizer, and you want to use them together, the serum goes first and then the moisturizer comes after. Any regimen should start with a cleanse. Because if you don't clear the dirt, oil, and sebum from your face, the treatment products aren't going to be able to get in. It's like a dirty window, okay? Mm -hmm. Like we all have, we walk around all day long with our skin. It's our first line of defense against environmental aggressors, pollution, ozone, anything that's coming at us. In the morning and the night, we have to clean that skin. Some people say, oh, you don't have to clean your skin in the morning. I disagree. I think that there is so much cellular turnover during the night mm. when we're sleeping. There are dead skin cells that are turning over. You might have a pillowcase that you've not, not everybody changes their pillowcase every day. That would be ridiculous. You know, you mm -hmm. change your linens whenever you can. Mm -hmm. And 
but not daily. So there's there's oil and sebum from the night before that's on that pillowcase. So you need to cleanse in the morning. You need to cleanse in, in the evening. Everything else, go thin to thick. If your eye cream is thicker than your moisturizer, put it on last. Just follow the viscosity, thin to thick, and never, ever leave your house during the day without sunscreen. That is pretty much my easy peasy guide to good skin and trial and tribulation. Keep testing something. If you don't like the way it feels or smells, stop using it and try something else. Thank you for sharing that because I didn't, you and I were discussing this the other day and I, it made sense to go thin to thick. Now, do you also include your neck? Can we talk about I, that? I do my neck. Why my neck is not? my face. I, mean, <laughs> I, I feel, what is this area called? In the decollete. The decollete. The it's interesting that, you know, you can often tell, you know, a woman's age by yep. kind of looking at that, you know, chest area because there's a lot of things that we can do to our face. But the chest and the neck, it's a thicker layer of skin. It's just very hard to treat. But yeah, I always do. I do my face and my neck mm -hmm. with my serums and my moisturizers. And I think that moisturizing daily is really important for the body, whether totally. or not you use an oil or a body lotion or, I mean, my body lotion, sometimes I get the best ones from the grocery store, or the drugstore. I just, when I get out of the shower and my skin has that kind of like moist feeling, it's already damp, it's warm. Mm -hmm. Like I just slap on lotion right then. Cause I feel like it just like sucks into the skin. And that's, that's when I get the best effect. Do you know what lotion I love and I've been using for years is Alba. What? Oh, I, I've heard of the brand. I haven't tried it yet. And I have super sensitive skin. I get rashes. I, I I'm super sensitive. I love Alba. I would do an infomercial for them. I really love it. And it comes <laughs> in large bottles. And I I'm sure just, they would love that. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. just lather that all over my skin. And as you said, too, that if a cream is still shiny on your face, if you've put some type of cream on your face, a moisturizer, that means your mm -hmm. skin isn't absorbing it. And that's why I like Alba, because you your skin absorbs it. I like when it goes into, I don't like to put something on my face and walk outside and have the wind blow. And then my hair is like sticking to my cheeks because my moisturizer is just like so dewy. I do think there's something as too much moisture just to be very clear about that. Mm -hmm. And when we made our moisturizer in our line, which is called Melt, we formulated it to dry matte because I wanted the moisture to get absorbed and to go into the skin, but I didn't want to feel like an oil grease bomb, you know, where if oh, I yeah. took my fingernail and like drug it down my cheek, I'd have like a whole bunch of residue. Like I mm -hmm. wanted it to absorb and, and suck right in. So we did it that way for a reason. But yeah, again, some people like that feeling. Like I have clients who come into the store and they want that like very oily dewy. And if, if that's the case, then you should look at a facial oil. That would be mm -hmm. a great solution if you want that luminous kind of like slippery feel, you know, on your face all the time. So it's, it's just about doing research, finding what's out there, and then just trying it for yourself because everybody's skin is different. And what oh, works God. for you and me yes. may not work for our sisters or our mothers or right. our girlfriends. So it's, it's hard to take a recommendation from somebody without trying it yourself. Well, here's something interesting. I couldn't understand why over the past few years, I kept getting like this rash around my eyes. And I thought, oh my God, what's going on here? And I thought it was my mascara. I thought it was eyeliner. And the problem is this, I was not drinking or consuming dairy on a daily basis in my diet, but a few times a week, I would go out for coffee and I'd put a little half and half in my coffee. I completely oh. cut that out about six months ago. And guess what? It's gone. That's unbelievable. I had no idea. I went, oh my God. And I know I have a sensitivity to dairy. So I thought, oh, it's okay. Even I screw up or, you know, sometimes <laughs> you're in denial. Make mistakes. Oh, please. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a story about a good friend of mine who was a big rep for a nutraceutical company and he was in McDonald's and he <laughs> saw this well-known nutritionist, like <laughs> TV superstar and he was in McDonald's and he just dropped his head and pretended <laughs> not to see my friend. I thought that was the funniest thing. Did he have a Big Mac on his tray and yeah, a big yeah, extra he was getting large a French big, fries? He had Big Mac <laughs> and fries, seriously. 
<laughs> so, hey, we all need to have our vices. Do. To be honest, nobody's yeah, perfect. Absolutely. And absolutely. it's about balance. You it know, is. we have our good eating days and like some days I'm going to eat salad and quinoa and like just drink like, you know, kombucha all day. And then other days I'm like, I'm going to eat a brownie and I'm going to have two glasses of wine tonight instead of one. <laughs> so it just go. depends on our mood. It's, yeah. We have to cheat yeah, ourselves. We have to, we have to find the balance. And, but I thought that was really interesting about this rash under my eyes. And it was due to the, the dairy and the coffee, the half and half. And ironically, when I stopped doing that, I no longer wanted coffee in the afternoon. Isn't that oh, funny? Wow. Yeah. I, I swear to you. So I think during COVID, you know, people go out for cocktails. My routine was to like in the late afternoon or mid afternoon, I should say, I would go out for a cup of coffee and go for a walk. And it was my way of just kind of chilling out during COVID. And then it just was wreaking havoc around my eyes. My eyes were getting itchy and stuff. And anyway, I cut it out and I have no desire to turn coffee in the afternoon. Sometimes the things we crave are the things that our bodies have a problem with. So interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I find too, you know, talking about dairy, dairy is with any woman that's having acne issues. I usually have them cut out dairy for a while because that's a big culprit. In, mm -hmm. in the world of acne. So here's another one. What do you recommend for our lips? So SPF on the lips, 100%. If you're outside, if you have a lip balm with SPF, it's very important to make sure that we protect the lips just mm -hmm. like we protect the face. I use a variety of products on my lips right now. Pretty much anything goes. I have a lot of sleeping masks, lip pots. You can use a facial oil on your mm. lips, actually. Like if you just want to put a facial oil. We have an eye balm that I, when I have excess on my hands, mm -hmm. after I treat my eyes, I will rub it over my lips because the lips are skin too. They age, they benefit from antioxidants, mm -hmm. they benefit from vitamins. But yeah, anything that just keeps them incredibly moist and hydrated a lot of people lick their lips if they feel like they're dry, which actually is a bad idea because it can dry them out even further. I'm trying to teach this to my five-year-old son who's <laughs> just like, my lips are dry and he's just licking them all day long. I'm like, that's because you're licking them all day long. <laughs> but yeah, the lips need to be treated just like the skin. So, you know, anything that you put on your face can go on your lips. And then there's a variety of balms, chapsticks, lotions, you know, mm -hmm. pots, sleeping masks. It's saturated space in the market for sure. Lots of options. Yeah. I used to, I don't know if you remember her, Julia March. She's up in New York and she was a really, she is an incredible anesthetician. And I, at the very end of a skincare session, she would put rosehip oil on my lips. People, I've, I've heard rosehip oil is tremendous. We use I it in a lot of our oil. formula. We're big fans of rosehip oil I, I, over I here. Use it all over. You know, Jerry Hall, they said she used to moisturize her whole body with olive oil, which I always thought to be quite fascinating. But yeah, everybody finds what works for yeah. them. And and if they can make that part of their, their regimen and, and their practice, I think it makes a, a huge difference. So what can you recommend for scarring? Scarring is very, very difficult. So I have, it depends on the scar. It depends on the level of damage that was done. I think to be honest, if there's a scar that's really bothering somebody, the best solution in my mind is, is seeing a dermatologist and looking at some laser treatments. I've used vitamin E to treat scarring. I've used arnica oil. I've used a lot of botanical solutions, but I think that they can only get you so far. And right. then it's it combination depends on of things. So, so you recommend laser? I recommend laser if the scar is really bad. My three-year-old walked into a door last summer and we had to get him stitched. And I, he has a little scar on his left cheek. And I've been putting every oil imaginable, every botanical, every <laughs> wild plant that I can craft. I've been rubbing on this kid's cheek. Tape and it to his like, face. Right? Yeah, I, I did. For two weeks straight, I would put like oils on a Band-Aid and then I would tape it. But yeah, he's it's still there. And when he's older, we'll probably talk if it's bothering him because it's on his cheek. We'll probably talk about some laser solutions. And there's the, the laser technology has evolved tremendously. I mean, here... We're in the 21st century right now. We have options that our ancestors never had available mm -hmm. to us. And, you know, there's there's really a laser for everything. And I'm, I think that there's some fantastic treatments out there. And for scarring, depending on, on the severity, you, you may need to go that direction. What do you recommend 
for mature individuals like myself that are looking for a little more tightness. So my favorite new ingredient right now is something called bakuchiol. Bakuchiol is, it's very popular. It's been getting a lot of press. It's being called the botanical uh, version of retinol right now. And wow. retinol for years has been, it's like the gold standard, right. you know, in, in the uh, firming, retexturizing, like everyone has just held retinol for decades and it's it's a wonderful ingredient, but it's not for everybody. It can cause some skin sensitivity. It can cause some dryness and irritation. Not everybody responds well to it. And now we have found a plant, uh, an ingredient called bakuchiol that actually comes from the bapchi plant. And it grows in Asia and it can be sustainably harvested if you get the certifications for sustainable harvesting. But it actually, in clinical studies, it's neck and neck with retinol in terms of wow. improvements of tone and texture, fine lines and wrinkles. It's phenomenal. And when I first made the switch off of retinol, I was pregnant and breastfeeding. And mm -hmm. my OB, I went into my doctor and she said, what are you using on your skin? And I walked her through all the ingredients. And, mm -hmm. you know, I came to retinol and she just started shaking her head. She said, no, like you can't use retinol right mm -hmm. now. And... I was flabbergasted. I like she might as well have told me that I can't breathe, eat, drink water <laughs> ever again for the rest of my life because I almost fell off the exam table because retinol was such a staple in my routine at the How time. I loved it. How much were you it. using? Because that really dries my skin. And it didn't before. I wasn't using a prescription Retin-A or anything. Mm -hmm. I was just using it in like my OTC products as an ingredient. But I just had always loved retinol and mm -hmm. I thought the Results I was seeing were uh, tremendous because I just, you know, I, I always loved my skin after I used it. But so she told me no retinol and that was pretty hard for me. Like that was a tough pill to swallow. And I remember driving home thinking, what the heck am I going to do right now? And I started doing some research and I found this ingredient called bakuchiol and I started studying the clinicals and it was this like natural version of retinol, the retinol alternative. And I remember the first time I used the ingredient, you know, I put it on my face and I'm like, okay, here we go. Results are going to go off a cliff. I'm going to go downhill. I'm going to tread backwards. And I quickly realized that not only did my skin look the same, it was actually looking better than when I was using retinol. And I thought, hmm, this is interesting. Nature providing the solution to the skin. And what else can I strip out? So I took a red pen to my ingredient list and I said, I don't want silicones. I don't want synthetic dyes. I don't want yeah. fragrance. I don't want parabens. I just Yay. started like Xing out the things that I didn't want. And then I started using products without any of those things. And I was shocked that not only did I feel better about what I was putting on my skin, but my skin was responding much better. And it was thriving, you know, using more of these naturally derived ingredients. So I was like, okay, like that. And that's when I got into the whole clean beauty convert thing, you know, just what I put in my body is important. What I put on my face is important. It's my face. Yeah. It's my face. You know what it's equivalent to? And, and I agree with you totally. And that I think one of the reasons why I break out is because there's just all these additives and things that I can't pronounce. It's like we are wired to be eating Fruits and vegetables, very, you know, whatever grows from the earth, eating uh, lean protein, you know, wild fish. And we're not meant to eat processed foods. Right. Our DNA and doesn't so recognize it. So it's the same thing. And what happens with that is it can, you know, when you're eating processed foods, it, it kind of creates a, it can create a leaky gut or a compromised microbiome. And guess what? It shows up on your skin. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it, it's, it's really important to, to pay attention to these kind of things. And it can be confusing. It can be difficult. Something that we do on our website is we work with an organization called Clear For Me. We just partnered with them. It's a platform that when you drag your mouse over an ingredient in our products, it tells you where that ingredient oh was gosh. derived from. Like wow. it tells you where it came from. So it's easier for the consumer when they're educated yeah. to, it's, it's hard to do the research on your own. I mean, who has time? Like no. we're like, we're a busy mom. We're like a, a business owner. We're working, we're balancing life with a relationship with other mm -hmm. people's schedules. And you don't have time really to sit back and say, okay, I want to try this moisturizer. Let me look at every single ingredient in here so I can figure out if it's bad or good. I mean, that would take 
how hours, days, like who knows? So I love tools like this where it just makes it easy for the consumer to, to shop. It's called Clear For Me and Credo, Credo Beauty, um, mm -hmm. one of our retailers, they use it also. So, And how much water do you drink a day? So I drink 64 ounces every day. I just love to flush my system with water. I am constantly dehydrated living in elevation. I am to the point where I can't get enough of it. I drink so much more water here than I did in, in New York or when I was living at sea level. I bought this water bottle on Amazon and it measures where I should be by the time of the day. So, you know, I fill it up to the top. It's 32 ounces. You have to drink two of them, but there's measurement lines. So by 9 a.m., I have to be here. By 10 a.m., I have to be here. By 11 a.m. So it just keeps me like drinking it all day long because I feel like I have to achieve these goals by making it to these lines. So I have a question. You may not like this. Is it glass or plastic? It is. It's some kind of recyclable, BPA-free. It's BPA-free plastic. I have a hard time with BPA-free because I don't think it's BPA-free. Oh, okay. And my recommendation to people is try to tr consume or drink out of glass containers as much as possible. Because a lot, even with the BPA, and I don't know about your product, but I've even stopped using them because they have oh. xenoestrogens. And that's the last thing we really want to be ingesting. And another Ooh. cool thing about hydration that is, w which can really help us hydrate more is I had Dana Cohen on a few episodes ago, and she had written a book called Quench. Chia seeds, they hold on to moisture. I love chia. I put it in everything. You know, I always am aloe. like, I want it in smoothies. Yes. And I love chia. And another thing that, you know, sometimes I recommend to people, if they're feeling this need to hydrate, you could be losing a lot of minerals. So using an electrolyte powder in your water once a day is a great way to keep you hydrated. Because, oh, good to know. Yeah. I actually like Metagenics. They have an electrolyte drink called Endora, and it comes in packets. And in the summers down here in South Carolina and Charleston, I mean, it's hot from probably May to October, and a lot of you know you lose a lot of minerals when you're sweating. So I'll I'll recommend that everybody do one or two a day, and it really makes a, a huge difference. Writing so, it down right now. I've yeah, got it on my there tablet. You go. But hydrate. <laughs> yeah. So we're drinking a lot of water. And another really wonderful tip is when people get up in the morning is to have a 12 ounce glass of spring or filtered water, a half a lemon and a pinch of salt. And it's, oh. a, yeah, do that first thing. I didn't thing know about the, the pinch of salt. What yeah, is the pinch of salt? It's do? good for hydration. This is a Dana wow. Cohen thing. Yeah. I love the book Quench. Dana's written a great book. And Dana's from New York City. She's an MD oh, yeah. in New York. Wow. So I I'm suggest that to everyone. And it's a great way to just stimulate the liver and get things going and just start off with a large glass of water. So I'd be curious to see, touch base with you in a few weeks and see if that makes Pinch a little difference. salt and the lemon is going yeah. in. Okay, let's yeah, try it. That's, that's a good one. And a big one for skin and beauty is sleep. Oh my gosh. Sleep is the number one. Right. I tell people all the time, I'm like, you have got to sleep because that is when your body resets and repairs itself. And mm -hmm. that is when your skin yes. has regenerates. Like if you're not sleeping, like that's like almost the number one thing to look younger. The easiest thing you could do is just get more sleep, go to bed earlier. I'm a night owl, so it's hard for me because I'm very stimulated at night, but I've started taking, how do you feel about melatonin? I've been taking a little bit of melatonin. I like it. If it works for you, I think melatonin's great. I really do. And theanine is great. But yeah, melatonin, we could do a whole thing on melatonin. Yes, I like melatonin I take a, lot. a little bit of it. And I actually That's made fine. a nighttime sleeping mask and I put topical melatonin in too because it's actually, it's fantastic for the skin, like to put on the skin directly. It's an antioxidant. And yeah, I love it. Like I feel like, so I take my oral melatonin, I put on my, my Alpen sleep mask with my topical melatonin and I'm just like so down. you're rocking sleep there you <laughs> yeah, go rocking sleep you're rocking until sleep. the three-year-old comes in <laughs> and says that he had a bad dream and wants to crawl into my bed but oh, gosh so uh, yeah I usually recommend to people to please aim for eight hours I myself need about nine and mm -hmm. also as you said this is a time where you know your skin has the opportunity to detox and, and regenerate 
it's a time where your brain actually detoxes. So a lot of times when people are not getting enough sleep and they wake up in the morning, they're feeling like they have a hangover. They haven't given their brains enough time to detox. Oh, isn't that wild? It's like torture. Yeah, it's like a, I can see why they like it's like a torture method of keeping people up because when I was going through, you know, my pregnancies and I was like up all night breastfeeding and nursing, like it just like I, I you can't function without right. sleep. Like you can't, someone asks you a, a basic question and you can't even figure out like how to answer that question without like having to process it. <laughs> like, do you want spaghetti to, for dinner? Um, I'm not really spaghetti. <laughs> like what's spaghetti? So no, but not sleeping is bad. So any closing words, anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today? People ask me a lot of times, like, do you have any advice? And, you know, what I really believe about life in general is just to listen to your inner voice. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've touched on that a few times in this episode. You know, if you, and you were saying that when you're young, if you have something that you're gravitating towards, like, listen to that, like, explore that. I had this inner voice telling me that I need to leave New York City for the longest time, and I just kept squashing it. And then all of a sudden, one day, I started to take it seriously. And and I allowed it to get louder and louder. And it's led me down following my gut and my instincts and listening to that voice has led me down this really organic, interesting new path in life, you know, that I never thought I would have the opportunity to have. And it's important for us to take that time to hear ourselves and listen ourselves and follow our hearts and follow our passion. I couldn't agree more. I think leaving New York, I love New York. I mean, it's my home base. I was there for 40 years and I've been in Charleston for about six and a half, but my new journey starts up in Atlanta later in May. So, um, so yeah, I really am. I miss, I think Charleston is lovely, but I miss urban and I look at uh, Atlanta as a Southern Brooklyn and I just, I feel like at this time in my life, I, I want to be around that. And I feel yes. very blessed to have been where I am along my journey. And it's, I think it's made me even a better healthcare practitioner. I love women's health. I, I love to help women shine in the world. I love to bring wonderful guests like yourself on. I think skin is so important. The first thing we see is what we experience is when we look at someone's face. And when somebody's face just radiates a glow, we like, ooh, I want that. What is it that you have? What do you do? And that's what I love about you. I love that about you. You used to give me skincare tips when you used to come in my <laughs> office in New York. You were always good about that. Oh my gosh, so, it was the least I could do. You like changed my <laughs> life. Like you got my body and my diet in order. Like I could throw out an anti-aging tip every <laughs> once in a while. It was the best I had in me. But what you do is very special too. So thank you for having me. And I love talking to you. So what I will do in the show notes, I will have a link to your beautiful website. People can uh, explore your product line. And I want to thank you so much for being here today. You're, you're such a love. And, and a lot of love went into what you created, I know. And when I use your product, I really feel there's like this vibration of plants. If there's an energy to that that feels very soothing and nurturing and healing to my skin. And, Thank you for uh, saying that. Yeah, and I, that I means do a mean lot that. to me. That's why. I that's why we. That's do why it. I have you on the, on the show because I believe in what you're doing, and I want to share that with other people. I think it's important. So, Thanks, everyone. Meg. I want to thank you for joining me today. And if you have any questions or you want to find out a little more about what I do and how I may be able to help you, you can reach me at megrichichi.com. All my info is in the show notes. And until next time, take good care. Get eight hours of sleep. Drink that 12 ounces of water with lemon and salt. And make sure you wash your face in the morning and at night. <laughs> and sunscreen. And Don't sunscreen. Forget Don't forget the sunscreen. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Take care.